Work sucks. Am I right, Jay? Yeah, Kay. It does. But luckily, the F My Work Life podcast is here to help you through. In this comedy podcast, we share memorable workplace stories through guests and listener submissions in the hopes of brightening your day, or at least leave you thinking, maybe you don't have it so bad after all. Listen to F My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on all the socials at Pod. This is this is episode ninety six of SETI Bimco Part Two: The Revenge, and forty six of uh, season two. We're very close to a hundred. We're very close, very close. Had Tim, planned. do we have anything exciting planned for that hundredth episode? Nothing, nothing planned. Nothing at all. We're not even going to acknowledge it, right? <laughs> We're just going to stop. We're not even going to say what number it is. Right. I can promise right. nothing. Promise nothing. Deliver even less. And this week, we're going to watch 1968's, 1968's Love After Death. I'm sure it's, <laughs> I, I'm going to read a disclaimer when we get to it. But also, George. <laughs> yes, Tim. The age-old question about revenge. You remember the Tin Man? Uh, from Wizard of Oz? Man? Yeah. Yes, I do. Did he ever get revenge on Dorothy for getting him a heart and introducing him to ham sandwiches with butter and bacon topping? <sighs> It's very cruel of her. It's Seti Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. Seti Bimco. Uh, part 2, Seti The Bimco, Revenge. Part 2, The, the Revenge. We craft revenge sequels for movies that never had them. And sometimes we pick a wild card question. Like, every Always time. we do. Yeah. <laughs> because what do we do with it while well, I look it up? Well, this question will have a number, and this number corresponds to a secret list Tim wrote, and this list will tell us which character from... The, we have to choose a character from this movie who will be most likely to... Tim, read it. Who from this movie would be most likely to say? Oh God. They're on the way while they're still sitting around with old men at the gas station reading the Lockhorns. Oh my God, this is the most <laughs> Tim Hamilton. All right. It's going to be, how are you not going to have fun <laughs> making up a story on the fly that addresses that yes. rich topic? Still sitting around the gas station. And I'm, I'm going to, uh huh. I'm going to ask you about the fact you were, you were ill. We're going to acknowledge that. But before I forget, uh huh. The, the people who listen every week, they're going to think I'm making this up. Probably. <laughs> oh no, more. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what what number we, is this the saga of your catch and release into the wild mouse program? Yes. What are we up so, to, Tim? We hit 13 last time we recorded, I think. So we saw a little bit of poop under the sink. We're like, oh, there's another one. <gasps> Set the trap. Was Which, it producer Miss Lee? Yeah. <laughs> you have to tell her bathrooms for that place. <laughs> I've told her many times. But uh, as as we said, these are live traps. It's a little cute house. And a mouse uh-huh. walks in there and it snaps shut. So uh-huh. I get up in the morning after this and like, there's two mice in the <gasps> little house trap. That's the first time that we have proof that there's more than one just returning <laughs> over and over to your house. Right. What's the grand total for catch and release at so this that, point? That's 15. Wow. And this this one, uh, there were two. One ran into the, the tree stump because my dog's like, oh boy. And the other one ran right off the the side of the cliff, which I've explained before, our park is lifted five feet off the ground. 
I like that you invite this little bit of terror into their lives, too. It's bad (laughs) enough. They're already like, hey, we're trapped in this house. Oh, look, this enormous colossus is carrying us through the streets. (laughs) Oh, he's letting us loose in front of this giant wolf. It's a rough day for Uh, those mice. Now we know that it is more than one mouse. Wow. Tim, your house is so dirty. (laughs) It's not. We clean. Uh, This is the first time you mentioned finding mouse droppings. Has that ever happened before? Well, yeah, that's how we know. Under the sink. Under the sink. Okay. So. Something I feel like it did occur to me. I was listening to uh, one of our recent episodes while this my saga was unfolding. And uh, I feel like we should mention that you live in a pretty large complex. Yeah, yeah. So in case you're listening to this, you're like, this guy is clearly dirty. What I think <laughs> is probably happening, this is a big building with many floors. There's definitely a dirty person. Yeah, probably they probably died, right? They're probably oh, geez, they're, don't say that. they're probably just rats <laughs> eating them. Oh no! I mean, it's upsetting. Like that's yeah. that's a lot of mice. Check, I check on your neighbors, people. Yeah, check your neighbors. If they don't answer, kick the door down. Say, let me see the mice. Uh, but how are you? You were sick. I was sick this week. Do I sound sick still? Just a little. Yeah, it but was. Uh, it yeah, terrible. it was. Uh, yeah, man, I was uh, I was feverish, uh, and it took me like uh, I don't know if it was, it was very sick or just that I'm getting older and it takes me longer to recover. But we're recording this on a Thursday. I think I got sick. I was feeling it Sunday night, Monday morning. I was like, I'm sick. Like today's the first day I've been up and about and like just doing stuff again. Ooh. So you're so all yeah, catching what I ass. had earlier. That, I had that's yeah. The uh, the Tim Hamilton get out of social. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> social obligations disease when i was sick i found a station uh that was just showing alfred hitchcock presents one after another and it was late and i couldn't sleep Oof. and i used to watch them as a kid and as a kid you're like oh my god i can't believe that happened and as an adult you watch them you're like yeah i see this coming a mile away you know <laughs> is it really is it yes and the other like thing i know mystery now every other episode of that show uh-huh. it's about husbands and wives trying to kill each other or get rid of each other. I mean, that's 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 a good segue. What? That's what? That's a good that's a good segue for tonight's movie. <laughs> it is. I feel like I was going to say some more stuff, but that's such a perfect segue. I think we need to go with is it. Is that a perfect segue? I right? mean, segue. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> you want to give any background info on tonight's movie? Oh, so this movie, again, doesn't have a wiki page. Never heard of it. Nope. Never heard of anybody in it. How did you find this one? It, I Well, I go to Tubi and, and, and sometimes... Oh, just was a Tubi thing. Okay. I look at old movies and they always, if I just go there, they're like, here's some other old movies you never heard of. So it's an hour and 11 minutes. And I thought, that's great. And... Uh, <laughs> I did look a little bit ahead just to check it out. There was like one nude lady. So I thought, well, it's, he's coming out of the, the grave. We'll get to it. And it looks like a horror movie that uh, I won't have to apologize about <laughs> later to George. Well, let, me read this, uh, let me read the synopsis and then we'll okay. talk about it. All right. During a cataleptic, is that how you say that? Cataleptic? During a cataleptic fit, Montel is buried yeah. alive by his plotting wife, Sophia, and uh, their doctor, along with several henchmen. Um, henchmen is the best word to describe them. <laughs> and he rises from the grave, as the synopsis says, uh, a sexual rampage and getting revenge on people. That's pretty, yeah. much, that's pretty much it. 
the the he basically uh he has unfinished business and the unfinished business is he died a virgin. Yes. That's right. Why, why did so, I say that? <laughs> I was I, 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 that's that's what it is. It's man, this movie. So I do uh, want to apologize. It was 68. It's goofy. <clears throat> it's also they treat it like uh, he's kind of rapey, but he seems to cast a spell on the women sometimes. They're like, I'm into this. It's very weird. I actually, I do feel like, so the movie, um, I would bet anything this was a Spanish production. Oh, I did find uh, something, George. Yeah. American, A A G F A American uh, yeah. genre it film like archive. A, this was ooh, produced okay. in, I did find something about it. It's got to be Spain, right? Uh, 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 oh, oh, produced in South America somewhere. That's what they say. Oh, South America. Okay. Yeah. Um, Why? It's, I, well, I, for one thing, I noticed all the characters had Spanish names. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, I, it didn't take me long to realize that all the dialogue was dubbed. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like the bit that he's in a fit, I feel like that is actually something that the dub added that's not in the original. He's exactly because the, the fact that he's the idea that you said in your synopsis that he was suffering from a fit and was oh. buried alive. I don't think he actually was. I think he literally is returned from the dead. Well, that's because the, there are mystical elements to it. Yeah. And he never talks in the movie, right? Anyway. No, he does. Oh, I forgot. He tried one. Yeah, I recorded a few of them because it's hilarious when he talks because swaths okay. of this movie go by where nobody speaks. So, what to say? Um, our, our, well, our main character, he's Montel. Yeah, is, don't you dare call me a hero. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> His, his wife is Sophia, who plotted against him because, as she says, well, can, we, he is, can we set the scene a little bit more like the way they because oh, it opens up with promise. Oh, that's right. The, I'm just telling you the names of the people. It opens up okay. like a, another movie, right, George? I know what you're going to say. Well, what, what looks, movie? It looks like Night of the Living Dead. He's oh, the parts the in the cemetery. I'm definitely like it's Night of the Living Dead, which is the same fucking year, which is insane. Yeah, but even before that, the movie opens up where it's his funeral. Right. And he's this figure who he's like, he's laying there with his eyes closed and they're all looking over him. And there is a voiceover narration, which is Montel, or as I wrote down, Corpse, because I didn't pick up his name as Montel. <laughs> and he, his eyes fl- open up and he's looking at all these people and he's like, Sophia, my love, wait, don't let them bury me alive. Dr. Anderson, he knows I suffer from fits. Don't let him bury me, Dr. Anderson. Manuel. <laughs> Manuela, my best friend. Don't let them. Be- it's an interesting way of showing the characters, like we're yes. from his point of view, like looking up the noses of all these people as they stare down at him. Yeah, and it was, it was. I'm like, I thought it was going to be filmed well, and at this point, I did make a joke. I'm like, this is a terrible dubbing because his mouth isn't moving. Because I didn't know the movie really was terribly dubbed. <laughs> it is. Terrible. Oh, and then there's Arturo, who is the doctor's secretary. That's what they say. Because, <laughs> like as Tim mentioned, there's just two guys who are his henchmen. Yes. <laughs> And they bury him. And they're in a castle. And I should say, I kept looking at pictures of Belvedere Castle and Central Park. For those of you who don't know, it's a little castle. It's a, a weather station in Central Park. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what they're showing from the outside. I'm pretty sure this movie. They're saying. They're, they're Wait, meant, so. It's a castle. They live in a castle somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually one of the reasons I thought this was filmed in Spain. Because at first I did think this was Central Park. It is, but it, says it, was it is. It says it was filmed in New York Central Park. I found that. Oh article. wow! So it because the the characters mentioned very nonchalantly. He apparently lives in the castle. Yeah. Plus, they live okay. right next to New York City. 
but he lives in a castle. So, <laughs> all right, good. This guy lives a good life. Well, they bury him across the water from his castle. Mm-hmm. And there's a really funny bit of the first bit of spoken dialogue we get is the doctor close up his face saying, Rest in peace. And I'm like, oh, oh this no. is a bad movie. Up until this point, I thought this was maybe good. Now I realize this could be a very bad movie. And that's when the other title card comes up. Did you catch that, Tim? Yep. Unsatisfied love. <laughs> How funny is that? <laughs> really kind of drives it home that this is the a story about title. a man. Yeah, that's the I guess that's what the original. Yeah. But it's in English too. Who the hell knows? But yeah, this guy, he died like without ever having sex. So he has to come back. He's like, gotta fuck. He's actually, he, he's afraid of, uh, maybe, I don't know if I should say this now. This is, ex, this is exactly like a serial killer, right? They're, they're, they're men. Cause he says he's like afraid of women and sex as we'll get to, cause it, he still can't do that, it just cause he's afraid. And that's like this. Well, I've heard oh, read, pivot. Read, this is how we be, yeah. I've read about serial killers who are like they're just afraid of women, so they creep on them and act out violently. Yeah, that's something as somebody I listen to a lot of last podcasts and left that does seem to be the thing. They they yeah, they objectify and fear women and that's that's this guy. Yeah. Well, this would make a lot of sense. So we then cut to the cemetery. He's he digs himself up because they apparently did a very bad job burying him. Did you see his incredibly visible nose plugs? Yep, and earplugs. He had tissues in his nose and his ears. <laughs> so he couldn't hear uh, or smell this movie. <laughs> Which means, I love it, they really fucking buried the dude. <laughs> it's like, um, and he, he gets above the ground and he's just, want, this is the part Tim was speaking. It was exactly like, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. That scene from like Night of the Living Dead, but like if it was a shitty movie. <laughs> it's the last good camera angle in the movie, I think. I, I, you're kind of right. Like, it really <laughs> is funny. Like, I want to express to everybody, like this movie starts off like you think you're going to watch something that's much better than it is. <laughs> and it, it kind of, this opening, which seems like it could be arty, is maybe actually just inept. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of like leaned <laughs> yes. in, like just the stuff that we're like, oh, that's like, what an interesting angle. It's probably just the only angle they thought to do. It's <laughs> great. had to hide the camera. <laughs> and then, so we're, we see him following your, yeah, Tim, it's exactly what it is. It's like, oh, these cool below shots, because that's where we hide the camera behind. And we watch him like walking through like the cemetery all smeared with dirt. And like, he's like a zombie lurching about. He's not rotted, I should mention. No. And then they smash cut to like, the doctor and his wife, Sophia, and the doc. It's just a close up. The doctor's just like got his face in her boobs. Yes. It's going like, so- blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? First clue this movie is going to turn into what I was afraid. It's like half, <laughs> I don't know, Skinamax level porn. Well, Okay, I actually want to ask you a question, Tim, because somehow, for the most part, when there are movies that you say are official nudie cuties, I've never been the actual... I'm always, like, calling out. It's like I have a spider sense for it. I would say this is probably a nudie cutie, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Because the plot... (laughs) This is the plot. He just runs around (laughs) grabbing women. (laughs) First one is the most inexplicable for many reasons. Well, I mean, I guess we should just say that, like, apparently the doctor, what they are hinted, the doctor and the and the the daughter, uh, the doctor and his wife are having Sophia are having an affair. Sophia reveals, I'm going to tell you a little secret. He died a virgin. He's like, surely you lived together for six months as man and wife. She's like, no, he's scared of women. 
He's then sick we have and afraid, thing, she says. Sick and afraid, actually. He was sick. And and, and then they, they apparently plotted to kill him because he's rich. He lives in a castle in Central Park. And she got all his money and she feels like she deserves it because he didn't tell her she was sick and yeah. afraid of women. So she wasn't getting any of the good Rim Ram Jim Jam that whole time. But the doctor. He's She's got a babe meat. we should mention too. Yeah. Doctor's got his mouth all over her. <laughs> yeah. Doctor is funny looking. And then the doctor gives money to two henchmen who helped bury him. I guess we don't know much about them, but they helped him. Yeah. Is that why he gave him the money? Yeah. Okay. I have it written right here, George. All right. He helped him bury him like three my feet deep. My handwriting is... So, all right, go on. Oh, Montel, I have some funny notes here. Yeah. I don't know. where. where well, Montel... Yeah. Then Montel's in the city, and he's just following a woman. Picked a woman out. And grabs I her. didn't realize for the longest time, I thought the woman was his wife, Sophia. Oh, oh. Because they're both these blonde ladies, yes. very curvy. So it's like he's following down the city and he oh, dips wow. into... Maybe he thought she was and we were supposed to think that because this movie's so terrible. I don't think so. It wasn't until the next scene that I realized I actually got to go back and change my notes. Because the movie was terrible, but they had very similar hair. <laughs> yes. And he's following this woman and like there's a shot like across the street, which actually was a pretty good shot, I guess, too, where she turns around and he dips <laughs> into a house. And then he he forces her into I'm, I want to say this part. This part's tying into my story, so I just want to get a few details okay. in here. He um, he attacks this woman, our quote unquote hero. He's fighting I with her in all. He's no, I didn't. I know you didn't. <laughs> he's he's reprehensible. Uh, he's wrestling with her in the hallway. These weird noises are playing. It's like they right. it's like they are attacking a a rabid wood <laughs> woodchuck, and like none of that is being reflected in the action. Maybe I can put that he's, in. <laughs> Hear those sounds? And like, like you would sound like he's biting her, or she's biting him, or they're being attacked by like mammals. They're not. They're just kind of loosely grappling. A woman in the neighbor comes out and she goes, "What's happening here? What happened over there?" Poor, poorly <laughs> dubbed. So and bad. And then he pushes her in the room, and then there's some really strange noises. What were those noises? <laughs> Pushing her in the room. Yeah. Like clank, well, clunk. <laughs> Yeah, it was like she was made of metal. Uh, he shoves the woman into the room. He comes in with this woman he attacked, again, who is not Sophia, just some random, random woman. Yep. And he's, I guess he's put a chokehold on her. Yeah. So she's unconscious. All women in this film lay on their stomachs when they're getting undressed, by the way. Was, yeah, this, this, yeah, this is important to note because <laughs> you're you're going to see a lot of this. She's laying down. He's choked her out. She's naked. Oh, no, she's not naked. She's laying down he, on her belly on the couch. We watch him slowly take off all her clothes. He strips her. To, and, Tim, he makes the old woman watch. I know. In the, in the Number one, here's my, uh, this is odd. I'm, I'm happy they are, they don't make a big deal. This older lady is a lesbian or bi because she says, oh, if I were 10 years younger, like what? Well, <laughs> Let's get to that, but let's get that in oh. time. So, like, yeah, he he strips this woman completely naked and is rubbing her the whole time. Yes. And then he flips her <laughs> over and he's starting to, like, get frisky with her. She regains consciousness. And because she's in this movie, like, she's some rando she's attacked into- her on the street. <laughs> she's into it suddenly. But right. then, remember, he is sick and scared of women. He jumps up and he's like, oh, and he gets out. He hasn't even taken any of his clothes off this time. No. 
And but like the, wouldn't you know it? The blonde lady is so turned on and so horny. She's like laying there writhing, and she's like doing the finger come gesture to like the, to old, the lady, old lady. And the old lady is like, yeah, she's like, I'm too old. If I was, <laughs> uh, yeah, I no. If uh, she says specifically, like the if I was ten years younger, but she's like sixty. So what? If I were fifty, I'd hang out with this girl who looks like I guess twenty. So. She's not more than twenty five. I wouldn't. Say. Yeah, I mean, but bad I, lady. But, I'm, but it's weird in this film. Well, I don't know. This film is for titillation. Like, so the guys are like, oh, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, let's address this. The first bit of like, this is the first, except for like the doctor kind of flopping around in the cleavage of Sophia. Yeah. This is the first nude woman we see. It's a woman that he attacks on the street, drags into a house and makes an old lady watch as he strips her. Yeah. It's that's fucking weird. It right? is weird. Yes. Like they don't get this is the weirdest it gets too. like none of the other ones. Like like the fact that they I think it's so odd that the filmmakers are like, you know, we're going to do this one. He's going to have a terrorized, a terrorized neighbor who's forced to watch. And because there's all these close ups of her just like shaking her head ruefully, like the woman watching as he strips this woman naked. We watched so many bad movies. You just made me realize, yeah, that was weird because I've been watching these like whatever. Well, Tim, here's I want to share the comment I wrote at this point. I wrote, I miss Jack Weiss. (laughs) I do, too. Jack Weiss, we just came off of like a wonderful. I have Jack Weiss updates to share. Remind me at the end of this. Okay. Uh, Jack Weiss, we just did a, a triumvirate of his movies uh, Crypt of Dark Secrets, Mardi Gras oh. Massacre, and uh, Death oh. Brings Roses. Okay. Real real trash, but like, I lo- we, 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 we turned around. We start yes. listening at the first one. We're like, this is garbage. And we start daring each other <laughs> almost to watch him. At the end, we're like, we love this man and want to be his friend. So go back and listen. Yep. Uh, and so yeah, Montel, he would have yeah, done more with this. They do those weird close-ups of his face kind of going, ooh, and because uh, he's afraid of touching the, the naked woman. Is it important to mention that he dresses in all white upon his resurrection too? Because he goes back to the yeah, castle. And, I was thinking, resurrection, all white. That was weird. Yeah, it's weird. But he still had black shoes. So George, since this movie, yeah. that has no plot. We're going to be done quick. Yeah. Uh, this, I have a list to, of reasons right uh, here. Of, all right, ooh. Why? Of? Why is Montel afraid of sex? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. So, as a child, a trumpet fell on him, and thus, after that, he was terrified of all <laughs> horns, especially the sax. <laughs> wait, you saw that coming? Oh, wait, wait, no, <laughs> but you didn't mention. We're going to hear, they play the same sax music every time. This is how you know sex is about to happen. We hear it like a dozen times. That's hilarious, Tim. I love it. All right. Uh, he fell down the escalator at uh-huh. Saks Fifth Avenue. So that, that really turned him <laughs> off to Saks big time. And the last one, George, he was in a terrible car accident once in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> da, 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 da. I love it. Twist you know, ending. normally the list stopped all forward progression. There's no forward progression. <sighs> this, well, this pushes the plot ahead. Montel's afraid of sex. Yeah, so there are some detectives that show up then. Because oh, they're, ask, they're asking the doc what the cause of death was. and That know, happens already? Are we there? Well, there's not much plot. He, he spends. Well, there's, a, there's George, encounters. Basically, he spends 10 I, I minutes on dressing that woman. <laughs> you're forgetting the next one. Because this uh, one is also noteworthy because it shows some social oh, mores changing. The burlesque. 
dancer. He goes to a burlesque yes. club or something, and we hear the sax music again. So I'm like, oh, he's gonna get busy with her. And there's like there's this is a part that I thought you must have loved, Tim. Yeah. There's a guy watching her spinning around dancing and dancing, and there's a guy in the audience who's so watching so enraptured, he picks up an ashtray and yeah, goes to drink it. Yes, the only joke in the movie. <laughs> and I was like, ha ha ha. So Some, something an 18 year old would do. This is like a gangster looking guy. <laughs> Yeah, he really is. The first time he's seen a naked woman or something. It's like, look at that. And she's not even naked. She's wearing a full dress. And you can tell she's, she's, you can pretty much tell, not, not a woman. I, I had no idea. Really? I kind of have to be, I have to be a hundred percent honest here. Cause this is what happens. Montel upon his resurrection or waking from his fit, whatever it is, he apparently has the ability to sense when people are having sex. Cause he just, there's scenes where he just runs in rooms or yes. hides in the bathroom while people are fucking. So he somehow he's in this club, I guess. And he yeah. goes into the dressing room of this, um, this burlesque performer, yeah. Uh, and the burlesque performer, she's in her dressing room and there's another woman there who is, I guess, her girlfriend. And she's doing like this very seductive strip tease and kind of kissing her and they stuff. Kiss. And I was like, wow, way to go. Very yeah. seductive strip tease, like pulling the, the, the scarf between her, her legs. Yeah. Close it was up. pretty, it was. And so close up. She, I, you could see her underwear under the leather thing. That was, sorry. I guess that's how you knew. Cause then the big <laughs> joke is she turns around, takes takes off her bra she says uh unhook me sweetie to her girlfriend who does <laughs> takes off her bra she turns around and she's a guy and i literally had no idea really i kind of was... i was i was <laughs> i guess i was i was stunned i was like oh wow <laughs> and then the uh our 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 quote-unquote prote- well, our, protagonist our protagonist the rapist guy just comes out where the closet's behind he's like oh yeah. and he does like a dismissive hand gesture and walks off i'm like that what you're, and you he, fuck. And he came in the door and then he walks across the room. I'm like, where are you going? That's anyway. <laughs> but again, that's uh, for a movie back then. I thought, wow, they're putting like, I don't know if she was a, what do you want to say back then? Transvestite or man who identifies as a woman. I don't know. But interestingly, yeah. right in the movie. Yeah. And I mean, before the reveal, uh, women kissing. Yep. Which I guess the next sex act he wanders into is... Two women just having yeah. sex. But. Suddenly we cut to write a woman reading a book and another woman comes in. And I guess they're just meeting <laughs> women secretly. We've never, we've never seen before. <laughs> and by the way, I feel like this is a point we should address. When we say sex, for the most part, sex involves, like Tim said before, women laying on their bellies and <laughs> the partner rubbing their butts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they do get – there's hints of stuff, but – before we go any further, Tim. What? You have a list? Oh, currency. Credit. I have a list. Oh, list. no, there's no currency. There's credit. no there money, no in, this money in this movie. <laughs> this movie takes place at a zone. Who knows? <laughs> so is this list about the two ladies making out? No, this list is about nothing. I'm just trying to stop all. Oh, okay. Did you, did you have a list for the two ladies working out? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Well, this <laughs> list, this list was inspired by the general concept of the movie, that it was a person who died and came back to life because he had unfinished business. Namely, he had to lose Uh-oh. his virginity, right? Yeah. My gonna... list... Yeah, you thought I was going to what? Do poop, poop joke, unfinished business. That's what I thought you were nope. going. My list <laughs> is a list of Tim. If in the unfortunate event that happens that you were ever to pass away, uh-huh. these are the 10 things that I think would bring you ten? back to the land. 10. Ten. <laughs> Ten things to bring you back to the land of the living. Are you ready? I'm ready. I know what they are. All right. 
<laughs> Sequel to All the right. Sabrina film? <laughs> well, Tim, okay, you're going to give away one. All right. <laughs> number one thing that would keep you alive. Or actually, let's say number 10. Bring we'll do a countdown. Number 10. Keep you back. Yes. Bring you back because you have unfinished business. Is because you have to keep Pet Rocks alive in the public consciousness. Okay. True. Nobody else does it. You're the only one. Number nine. There was a half price sale at the sandal store. <laughs> okay. <Got it. laughs> number number eight. <laughs> you still had some jokes that Tex Tex McGillicuddy uh, wrote. Mm-hmm. Tex R. McGillicuddy, you had to burn through them. <laughs> number four, unfinished business. We find a copy of Storyville, the fourth film <laughs> by Jack Weiss. And we yes, need I'll to record an episode. So even if you're dead, you're gonna come back for that. <laughs> Uh, I forgot I was counting down, right? So number six. Um, oh, <laughs> number six. It's not really a, a thing that keeps you back. It just turns out the poison that producer Miss Lee was using to to poison you, she didn't use enough, so you just wake up. Okay. Yeah. Like, what happened? Uh, number five, something, something's a Pruder film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I can't read this one. Uh-oh, I'll have to guess. It must, oh, uh, oh. They found another uh, John Lennon song that he was. <laughs> yeah, let's. Why not? <laughs> wow, I really can't read my own writing there. Uh, wow. Number three, something, something, Lockhorns. Right. Lockhorns, the movie. Number two, uh, someone has to watch this sort of crap, like the movie tonight. Right. And the number one thing that would bring you back from the dead, the number one bit of unresolved business, you have to walk soul. True. Yep. Oh, he made it sad. Poor soul. <laughs> wow, I wish me. I could read the number. Should I wish I could read the number me. four because it was the best one. It was not. No, I think it was. <laughs> All right. I just closed the book on my notes. Wow. So that was my list. Yeah. Those ladies. I guess we could pick up the. Yeah. What? No, you didn't. You didn't. Oh, no, we didn't finish the ladies. We didn't finish the ladies. Right. So yeah, there's naked ladies rubbing in, each other's butts. In their room, there was a Picasso painting. Makes sense, right? You think it was original? No, it just makes sense because Picasso he taught he he treat, he treated ladies badly. You know your art history, right, George? That's true. Yeah, he was not a good so. man. All right. Uh, more All evidence right. that makes me feel There's like this joke. was actually filmed in Spain. All right, that was your joke. That's a bummer. I'm trying to get to Picasso uh, jokes. Let's get out of the rock. Okay, pet rock zone. Well, we should <laughs> we try to elevate it. <laughs> elevate uh, it. This is important to mention, I guess, because while these two women who we've never met and are never in the movie again and never in the movie before, a creepy guy <laughs> comes into the room while they're fucking or running, rubbing each other's butts, hides in the bathroom. Right. One of yeah. them looks at their watch or something. I didn't get what was going on here. They go they over. Were, they open the – they were no. aware he was there? Um well, they go into the bathroom. No, He's no, there, but, and they're just like, "Well, let's start fucking." And they they take his shirt off, and then he runs away. Yeah, he he seems to cast a spell, George. This this comes into my story. He seems to cast a yeah. spell. I think you're right. I think they're <laughs> like this is why I was saying. He's got I don't some think he's just had powers. to sit. Yeah, he's. I think he's really dead and came back. Magic. All right. So, so he leaves again. I just have a list here of the the women he runs into. Let's see. Uh, oh. He spies on Sophia. This is when we hear his internal monologue that he wants revenge. He'll make them suffer. He spies on his wife and sees she's sleeping with the doctor. That he's, She's in the hallway like lovey-dovey with the doctor. That's what happened. You don't have to check. I'm just trying to see where I'm in the notes because I still have like three or four pages of notes. He's hiding in the hallway. He, he goes to see Sophia in her building. Oh, you're right. He does. And is that after the cops come to them? 
yeah, the, the cops had come and said, what's the cause of death? Why'd you bury him so quick? And by the way, he's not buried anymore. I think they already said that. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they, and they don't think he's alive. They just think somebody stole the corpse. And they're that's like, who, who, how do you know? Who visited his grave? He, that's what I want to know. Did the police come check on the grave? Like, anyway. I assume this guy definitely had no friends in life, but I no. assume somebody buried in a nearby grave was like, hey, look, that grave's open. I was going to do said, a list somebody... of who visit the grave, but I didn't. <laughs> there you go. That's what you missed out on. <laughs> oh, okay. Montel must like smell like dirt and worms and old candy wrappers. Oh, he definitely stopped and cleaned himself up, though. Uh, Changed his clothes. So he meets a lady outside. I got the right notes, George. He meets another lady. She's a very attractive woman. The woman with the black, like, almost beehive. The woman, the black short hair, like the kind of artsy, almost goth chick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I was immediately like, like, oh, she's a different variety than the other women we've seen. That's when you texted me and said, I hope she gets naked. You texted <laughs> well, me that? well, she was a woman in this movie, so I just knew she was going to be naked. Because you know what happens to him? They, uh, she gets naked. Well, they have a meet cute, right? She drops some packages. He helps her pick them up or yep. something. I looked down to write something, and he was helping her pick up boxes. I guess they dropped it. Yeah, he cast uh, a spell on her, and she's like, yeah, come on up for some tea. And there's a really funny bit where like they're just fumbling with the keys for like ever. Yeah. And then they have a really super close-up of the key going to lock, and I go, oh, I know what that means. That's sex. I wrote that down, too. I said, what's that, yeah. what's that metaphor for? <laughs> it was so ham-fisted. <laughs> and she hits a button on the wall, and the bed pops out of the couch. It's basically... Yes, the hot, hot sofa bed. Um, he starts crying, and she asks him, are you okay? Do you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> So and, uh, did you, yeah. did you, this is the scene. Did you notice what I noticed? This is how sloppy the know. filming was. Cause you thought this was going to be good. <laughs> well, they're, <laughs> they're rolling around naked. Like he takes her clothes off while she lays on her stomach. Like every woman in this movie. And while yep. they're rolling around it, you notice a cat just wanders around in the back. <laughs> no, you didn't see the cat. I wish I saw the cat. She looks like a late, she was George. definitely like, and then the cat was at the, the window trying to get out the window and the cat was trying to get into the bed with them. Did you look away and write for like five minutes? I was writing. And also, Tim, that's my life. I'm constantly having cats walk. Like, as I'm speaking to there's cats walking around behind me. There's cats trying to get, like, I'm always surrounded by cats trying to get places. You were watching it just thinking, oh, that's my cat. Get out of the way. I'm trying to watch the movie. I probably didn't even register it. I was probably looking at her butt. Or I was writing. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that could happen. the tail was there behind the bed. And then it was in the window. So, George, I'm sorry you missed it because I have another list. Oh, a cat list. Reasons why there's a cat wandering in this tender love scene. <laughs> so number oh, one. Uh, really quickly, they do actually fuck. This is the woman he finally loses Virginia with. Yes. They don't show it graphically, but they they uh they do the whole Close thing up where the hand, hand with the hand big signet cl- ring clutching the, the blanket. Yeah. So this cat. Number one reason why this cat was in the movie, it was looking for a way to escape to get to a better movie. That's why it was in the window and everything. It's <laughs> good. You missed good. That. It snuck right, into the that. room because he heard there was milk, but he found it was actually a milf. Milf. Do I have to cut oh. that out? Is that okay to say? No. That lady was a I mom. think it's okay. How do you know? <laughs> for, the, for the purposes of that joke. <laughs> I feel bad if she's a mom because the only bed she had was a sofa bed. <laughs> yes. Maybe she gave her real... Maybe they did that because her bedroom was where her kid was sleeping. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the third reason. The, the yeah. cat. The cat was who was actually writing the script. 
as they were filming and he was looking for some more toilet paper to write some new scenes. <laughs> that all makes sense. It was looking for the telephone right. so it could call the shelter to come bring it back and euthanize it. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, I have, I have like, I have nine lives, right? The next one's got to be better than yes. this. It was in the room trying to bury a turd, but it realized that this movie was too big to cover in kitty litter. And <laughs> it's a long list. That's it. Oh, that's it. That's All it. right. I just want to mention too uh, the the close ups of him kissing this woman were revolting. Oh yeah, wasn't their tongue? It was gross. Yeah, he uh, he kisses like a gross monster. He's a gross, gross man. Yep. And always, always, but what? That's the one he successfully does it with. And there's the great voiceover. Did you record it? Um, I guess I'll have to. What, right here? You want to hear it here? Now they can't say I'm sick. Now I'm a man. He says, like, now he goes, now he says, now I'm a real man. Now they can't say I'm sick. Now I'm a man. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Now I'm a man. So he's... As we heard, folks, he's achieved his goal. So I kind of was like watching this. I'm like, I, uh, he came back. He had sex. Mm-hmm. There's no hint he's coming back for revenge. I feel like this movie could end abruptly now. Well, he did say revenge earlier. He did? Okay. Yeah. All right. So And spoilers, the movie doesn't end. So now he just goes, continue to use his powers to be where people are fucking. People are always like, what's that smell like? Worms and old candy wrappers. Why worms and old candy wrappers? That's that's what he smells like. Yeah, but why candy wrappers? People are always leaving candy wrappers in the cemetery. You know, (laughs) kids are always eating candy. This this reminds me of our old co-host, John, who would have to go to the cemetery on a weekly basis to rub spray paint off of uh, his stepfather's tombstone because of some famous person. Yeah, hopefully. John, write in. Give us an update on what's going on at that cemetery. Give us an update, John. And... Have you found any gum wrappers? And if so, are any of them any good? <laughs> okay. Candy wrappers. The police come to the castle and they're like, we found Montel, which, right? You remember that? I was like, what? You found Montel's body? Yeah. Must be something. And they know there. he's in the castle. Yes. They, go they back don't to- find his body. They say specifically, we found Montel. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's right. They do see him once or something. It's bad. I don't remember that, honestly, but they, they, they come to Sophia and the doctor and they're like, we found Montel. And didn't you say he was dead? And it's like, well, it's like, yeah, it's like, but I didn't have a chance to, he's like, why didn't you perform the autopsy? He's like, I didn't have time. Maybe I can perform the autopsy now. And he and the inspector's like, well, that'd be impossible. You see, because he's alive. Yes. And they're like, oh, he goes, (laughs) I'll go get him. He's in the castle. So he goes off to walk to the castle and the doctor sends his two henchmen, I guess. Yes. And that, we learn at this point that one of the henchmen is actually who Sophia's in love with. Yes. She's she's all over the place, Sophia. She has to choose a guy. She's everywhere. And she distracts the doctor by showing her boobs. <laughs> so that she can talk to the henchman. And I, yeah, secretly about her affair while he's looking at her boobs. I, I don't know what happened. So there's Sophia gets a little naked, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, she gets a little naked. George, there's no plot. He's has sex a lot. There's no plot. These people are getting worried. What? Montel's alive? That's about all. But they, he sends the henchman off to like to kill the cop, not to kill Montel, because the, the henchmen wait in the woods, and there's a weird shootout in the woods. Central Park, George. That's Central Park. Central Park. <laughs> Central Park. <laughs> yeah, there's a little shootout. A very weird shootout. Rolling down Which hills. I, I couldn't tell who was who. 
Like we don't, we haven't spent enough time with any of these characters to discern who they are. Montel shoots a gun out of one hand. Yep. Yeah. Wait, Montel's involved in it? I thought that was him shooting back. No, that was the inspector. Wow. I nodded That's off what I'm here. saying, man. This movie's trash because I think Montel's <laughs> having sex at this point. Yeah, I do have a note here that uh, we have to watch him get undressed because he's wearing tidy whities by the way. Or we already learned that. <laughs> I was like, oof. <laughs> he's wearing tidy whities and I think when they showed him from behind once, it was like a lot of fruit hang, <laughs> hang, hanging in those tidy whities You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> <laughs> what was there? What was in the tidy whities his underwear. Oh, those <laughs> oh, okay. seem like a lot of fruit hanging in them. That's all. We do see there. I will spoilers at the end. There's a scene where he hops off a woman later and we, we see a little bit of ball from yeah. behind. It's like, Oh, little balls. <laughs> uh, well, so we, we have another sex scene because Montel hides in the bathroom while the bodyguards having sex with Sophia. Right. And then he gives a karate chop to the bodyguard when he comes into pee. No, those are random people. They're not, it's not Sophia. That's not Sophia. It's yet? not the, no, <laughs> it's just, I, I wrote down, he's like a werewolf and a rando blonde lady. <laughs> this guy has so much body hair, folks. That's right. And it's just, it's the same, it's worth he, mentioning. It's the same hotel room that the two women were in before. George, I he think hides he's in the, the bodyguard bathroom. and that's Sophia. No, that's he's definitely name. not. Okay. It's definitely not. <laughs> I, I watched this very, this part I was because I was like so intrigued. He's hiding in the bathroom. The bodyguard who is drunk or he's not the bodyguard. He's just a hairy guy. He goes into the room after having sex with this woman. Uh, Montel karate chops him from the shower, goes out, and the woman is all blissed out and laying there. And then he just starts like climbing on oh, her. Right. And then she wakes. That's right. That's when we see his balls a little bit. And then she wakes up and he runs out. And then the guy comes out of the bathroom. They're both like, go figure. I know. Like, this wasn't the most horrendous <laughs> violation. A fucking creep broke in their house where they're having sex. <laughs> Karate chopped one guy into unconsciousness and then tried to, like, rape his partner. This is fucking, all filmed like guy. a sitcom set, by the way. Because I don't want anyone to watch yeah. this. But the sets are just no, like, here's the camera. Here's a room. <laughs> yeah, People are running on stage left, running off stage right. Ethel and but the Mert. bodyguards are Ethel and Mertz. <laughs> Ethel, Ethel Mertz. <laughs> She's Ethel upstairs. And Ethel and Mertz. They're both upstairs. So now do we go to um, Sophia? Because there's a very funny bit. Yeah, remember the bodyguards are dead though. They got killed in the shootout. Right. So there's no bodyguards anymore. We go. I think we go to Sophia like combing her hair. And then, and then she starts having sex with the doctor. Well, the, this there's a great bit where she finds a piece of paper and she opens it, and it's a really Ooh, this bad part. Try. Of Montel Zombie, <laughs> as if he's decaying, which he's not. Nope. <laughs> and she passes. She passes out from fright. Yeah, um, from a high school looking drawing of uh, what a zombie would be. Montel appears at this point. He gets he he confronts the doctor on a balcony. Oh, that's right. And he he pulls out a knife, and he's acting very scary. And there's close up of his face, smiling like he's the Joker, and he. I I the the filmmaking is inept to the point where I think he might be supposed to be cutting off his dick or stabbing him. I wasn't sure. Yeah, because he opens up his robe and the guy looks really scared. And you see him like going out. He's popping open his shirt and stuff. So I'm like, I think he's supposed to be undressing him in order to like really. There's wow. sexual violence here. Maybe I don't know. I didn't maybe even think of that. But all, 
I, I'm just like, why is he taking the robe open and stuff? Why is he just stabbing him? Yeah. Like, why is he opening up his shirt and stuff? And well, then he stabs him, and then you see blood coming. The guy's about the doctor is dead. Then he goes back downstairs where the um, Sophia, because <laughs> she's been passed out the whole time. Sophia, she wakes <laughs> up, she checks her hair first, which I thought was like that's because the actor wasn't paid enough, being paid enough. She's not <laughs> pretending to be someone who just woke up from being like horror. And uh, I actually wrote down what it said on the card because we actually see it now. Oh, it said something on that piece of paper? Yeah, because it says, No te olvidare y de ti mi vengare. Oh, wow. Which it, my terrible they, – they show it again. They don't show it the first time, and I freeze-framed it. And my terrible Spanish – I, I know no te olvidare means I won't forget you. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I should have looked this up. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Ideti me Vajade and I will revenge myself upon you. That makes sense. So you're that's totally why she's making this up. Yeah. I didn't see it. So he yeah, he they show it again because then he he grabs her, he jumps out, uh, he pulls all her clothes off. Supposedly cuts um, her face, but it's like he's wiping fake blood from a knife on her face. I thought he was cutting her face, but then later it's so clear. It's not, I guess he's wiping blood from stabbing the doctor <laughs> or just bad. I don't know. Bad film. It's just bad movie. Uh, I, I assume he only did wipe blood on her because what did you know? After she's naked and he's forcing himself on her, she starts to enjoy it. Cause the movie's trash. Yes. <laughs> um, and if you thought the close-ups of him kissing before, like this Ooh, man, yeah. I don't think this is the guy acting. I think this guy's a monster. I don't think he knew how to kiss like a real person. No, these scenes, like I was like, I'm not a squeamish guy. Like this stuff was like revolting. Like the close-ups mm-hmm. of him kissing, it looked like it. I mean, it, I'd rather see a close-up of an, an asshole shitting. Oof. <laughs> it's what it looks like. So close of him, like forcing kissing her, but then she gets into it. Then he starts slapping her. Yeah. Then yeah. she runs out into she grabs a sheet, runs into the hallway, tries to get the elevator. The elevator is too slow. She runs down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Goes onto the same balcony where the doctor got killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he gets there again. It's it's so bad. He approaches her on the balcony, and I does he stab her? Or is he about to stab her? Oh no, he chokes her. He chokes her. He does to choke death. her before the police show up. And the dot and the policeman shows up. And this is the part I have to ask you to fill in, Tim, because I was literally looking down to write something. Oh, and I look what? up, and the and the doctor and the policeman is just holding like a sheet. Well, he grabs him. He grabs Montel because he sees and he that disappears. He her, and he disappears. That's what happened. And he that's does, okay, like, that's what I assumed happened. He's really dead. Maybe I, I cared so little about this movie. I didn't try to rewrite it. I was like, yep, <laughs> oh okay, God. I guess he just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I already freeze framed it to get the card. So everybody, that's uh, that's me not doing too much research. this is uh yeah i thought this was a movie we saw uh, well it was good for some lists here's the thing i feel like the title not the original title what was it unfinished like love undisclosed love or love that's a good title like that's I, that makes me want to read like it makes me want to write a movie about somebody who comes back from death because they have an unrequited love or something like you could do a romantic comedy with like a supernatural twist. Yeah, this was not it. This was oh, no. this guy was a fucking straight up rapist, man. Yep. yep. This guy sucked. <sighs> and it was just it was a weird fetish movie. Don't watch. Weird. 
Don't watch. Definitely. Yeah. Ooh, should we do recommends for our films? Recommends. If you want to see, I, re- I do not recommend this film. Naked ladies from the sixties. Uh, recommend. That's true. Well, let's talk. All right. Revenge. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. Revenge. revenge. One of us revenge. will die. One of us I will not. I will not let Cindy take my place. Let's talk revenge. All right. So, uh, oh, revenge. I have to write down because it was a really long one. I feel uh, like. The wild card this time was which character on this movie, in this movie, would most likely be to tell you they're on their way already, but they're still sitting around the gas station with old men reading the lock horns. We got to bring this home. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 let me tell you who. There's not many characters. Yeah. Who? I know who it is. The drunk, the drunk werewolf guy. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. The guy who was having sex with the woman that like he gets knocked out, karate chopped. See, the reason he's, he's inebriated is because when those old men are reading the lock horns, it gets them kind of raucous. Right. And when you get laughing at the way only the humor of bunny host and John Reiner's, the lock hearts can get to you, you're going to start. You sip a little brandy, maybe have a little tequila, whatever your drink of choice is. At the he was a little shop? drunk. No, it was at the gas station, Tim. Oh, at the gas station? They're going to have some like, of course, liquor hidden in the uh, drawer? I assume. I mean, you're the one who wrote these prompts. You said the gas station. This is, of course, yeah. folks, like, this was a reference once again to Boggy Creek right. where there's always old men at gas stations. I assume they're drinking hard liquor. Probably. That's pro- yeah, it's probably moonshine. Yeah, take it out. It's not. It's so he moonshine. was there, and he was just drinking the moonshine, and he was like, "They're like, you know, cell phones haven't been invented yet." So he was like, "He's like, you did you tell you you were gonna go home to your wife? Ah, she, I'm on the way already. I don't want to see what Leroy says to Loretta." Right. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Do we bring it home? Yes, but. But all right, but. Here's, here's here's where we always end a disaster. We always put in a you wrinkle. A, Let's you hear need it. A butt, George. <laughs> all right. We saw but enough butts in this movie. Their pockets too. are full of hard candy. <laughs> yeah. And one old man he got up, uh, he got in an argument with him about the lockhorns, and he got up and tried to go walk to the bathroom, and he fell right on his hard candy on his pocket. Oh, no. That's, and Was that's really the reason why they were saying they were on their way, but they weren't. You know, things like that happened. Wait, who? An old man, just who a random fell? old Was man. It the- a random old man. So I got some hard candy, kids. You want some hard candy? The kids run and away. He was trying to pull it out, but it all fused into one mass in his pocket, <laughs> yes. and that's why he fell. Okay. So, so why did that delay the old Harry? I mean, the young Harry man. That's why they were delayed because they, they were still. Oh, because he actually stopped to to give succor to his yes. friend who lay there on the ground. This gas station is like going, a sitcom. Yeah, that happened. Okay. Then, <gasps> What's the name of it? Uh, <laughs> fill her up. Fill her up. Right. That's a sitcom. Fill her up. <laughs> Yeah, and he was the main character. You got it. All right. (laughs) Woo! Stop it now. (laughs) We got out. We got out. Okay. Once. So who's going to do this first? Uh, I could go first. All right. Let me read my my notes. Okay. (laughs) As Tim mentioned, this one was a little tricky. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. This one was a little tricky, as Tim mentioned, because the story was pretty thin, and most characters never had dialogue. Names appeared more than one scene where they were rubbing each other's naked butts. (laughs) But there was a character who I felt was pretty impugned here, and they needed to get their revenge. Oh. And in order to get their revenge, I'm doing something I feel like is unprecedented, Tim. Uh Uh-oh. 
We have created together, it. you and I. No, oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> together, you and I, and John, and Kino Cablasto, and other people, we have created a SETI verse, mm-hmm. a vast interconnected network of films. Uh-oh. Films where their only quality is mostly they are available on Tubi, or they just appeal to our prurient interest in one way or another. I'm going to maybe borrow some elements from some other movies. Uh oh. New listeners, I'm Remember sorry. Remember his. Fr- no, I'll explain it all as we go. We already had a reference to we already had a reference to Boggy Creek with the old man in the gas station. Mm-hmm. So here's a figure that I felt was really just kind of treated poorly. It was that neighbor and his first assault. Right. Montel right. wakes up. He attacks this random woman on the street. Now, normally I would feel like she was really like she, that woman was just walking down the street, minding her own business, has her clothes torn off, and she's molested by a fucking creep. But we learned that she's some sort of like lunatic who was actually into this stuff. Mm-hmm. But he made an old lady watch. Right. Now, granted, this old lady did say if she was 10 years younger, she said, maybe. If only but, I was 10 years younger. That's what she said. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and, but she wasn't. And that was just an upsetting thing to happen. She has to look at that couch. She's always going to picture him very slowly and laboriously undressing this woman. It took her like a good week to get that lady out of the house because that lady had mental problems. It was a lot. <laughs> and she's like, I want revenge on that fucker. Now, good one. although this was apparently filmed in New York, I mean, this was a weird city where people walked places in the woods and the castle. She recognized him as being the guy in the castle. She knew it was on the news. The guy came back from the dead. At the castle. But by the time she was ready to take her revenge after she got that blonde lady out of her house, he was already dead again or disappeared, oh. whatever happened. Yes. But she knew she had to pay him back. In order to pay him back, he needed to be alive. Uh oh. So wouldn't you know it? First thing she did, Voodoo. she made a stop on the way. At an undisclosed location, which will come up later, Tim, she picked up a mystery passenger to be revealed. Oh, jeez. But then she went down into the swamps to the bayou, and she found there a certain snake. Snake The snake is Dumbala. Okay. The the priestess from uh, Jack Weiss's amazing movie, Crypt Crypt of Dark Secrets. Secrets. In that movie, she resurrects Vietnam vet Ted Watkins mm-hmm. keeps around as her sleepy-eyed sex slave. <laughs> so the old lady, should we give her name? Edna. Edna. Edna takes Dumbala in snake form. She takes her to the castle in uh, in where this guy's buried. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess he's buried near the castle across like some water. Yeah. So they go to the grave. She does her typical naked gyrating thing on the grave. You see a lot of her butt, and he comes back to life. And he crawls out just like before, just like again. He's like, I'm alive again. And he sees Dumbala and he immediately wants to just rub her, rub her butt. But she turns back into a snake and goes back. And then the old lady looks at him and goes, do you recognize me, Montel? And he looks up and he's like, no, no. He's a monster. And she goes, because <laughs> he's a creepy monster. Only he just wants to rape people. And uh, what did she say? What did she say, George? I want to. Uh, she says, "Maybe this will remember jog your memory." What's happening here? And he goes, "Oh, you're the woman whose couch." He's like, "She's like, that's right. You made me watch as I slowly, as you slowly undressed an innocent woman. Well, now you have to watch as I slowly undress him." She gestures broadly, and from behind a tree nearby, out steps this figure. He is broad. He is hairy. 
You're thinking I'm going Boggy Creek, but then you notice his eyes don't look the same way. Uh-huh. It's Jack Elam. <laughs> Character actor. Jesus. Slowly, methodically, Edna strips Jack Elam completely naked. He's oh still, God. not Jack Elam's not buried, but Montel is still partially buried. He has to watch. He doesn't know what's happening. He just overcame his extreme fear of women, and now he's seeing this. Then Edna herself also disrobes. <laughs> And her and Jack Elam lie across his grave on their bellies and rub each other's butts. <laughs> which is the way sex yes. happens in this world. Yes. And he end? has to witness this. And, oh. of, and that's her revenge. And at the end, what? he goes and he drinks a bunch of Jack yes. Elam goes, well, thanks for the lift. Drinks a bunch of moonshine, goes back to Boggy. No, the Black Lake. The Black Lake. Creature from the Black Lake, the movie he came in. Does he get to grab some uh, candy bar wrappers from the cemetery on the way? Seems like of he course. collects he stuff puts, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He puts his clothes back onto. He shoves them in his pockets. He's going to give them to uh, Hugh Jones, the guy who lives in a house made of cereal boxes in Boggy <laughs> Creek. We're going so deep in here. Uh, the whole time, Montel's just like he's like I've been I've been such a creepy, creepy loser. And she goes, "That's right." And she pulls a hand grenade out from underneath her skirt, oh, the same hand grenade that she borrowed from Layer of the White Worm, and she blows him to hell. Wow. The end. Yeah. What was the name of the man in, that lives in the cereal box hut? I think it was Hugh Jones. Hugh, Hugh Jones. Was it Hugh Jones? When the credits, I feel like it was a Hugh or Jones. When the credits for your movie go up, Hugh Jones will be in his hut. And he's like, ooh, candy wrappers from the big city cemetery. And he's putting them on the wall like <laughs> wallpaper. That's what happens while the credits roll up. Oh, that's the post credit scene? Yeah, that's the post credit scene. And then Thanos walks in, he goes, <laughs> no. I'll do it myself. And he puts on the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, this sucked. Well, I had a good... Actually, I'm pretty proud of that one. That's, right. that's good. Not too yeah, confusing. Yeah, I'm pretty great. Not too yeah, confusing. It definitely, no, uh, it rewards. You know what, folks? You're going to be intrigued. Go listen to all those episodes you haven't already. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's rewarding because we got to talk about. Uh, that guy in the woods who lived in a house made of cereal boxes, putting up his. And we got to talk about Jack Elam. We got to talk about you know wraps. we didn't even mention this. We've talked about in the past. There's of course these movies show us there's nothing grosser than old people kissing. Imagine two <laughs> old people laying naked on their bellies, rubbing each other's butts, we once, aka having sex. We once, we once watched a movie with two thirty-five uh, year olds kissing. It was disgusting. It was the worst. <laughs> Folks, that's not true. We're both old men. We love it. We love watching old people kiss. <laughs> Hey, right, oh. Did I so take your steam out with mine? Pardon me? Okay. No. I, the way you did that sigh, no. I was like, oh no, did I steal yours? I'm ready to go. No, you, I was worried you would because I'm, I'm stealing from you for my oh, story. What? So Montel, he was really dead. He disappeared. And you know where he reappeared? In Olympus. What? Oh, no. <laughs> Are we doing some? Oh, I hope this is the Olympus that we saw in Hercules in New York. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Those are both filmed in Central Park. Yeah. So. All right. He meets Eros, the god of, like, love and lust and pleasure, right? I got that right, yep. George? Yep. Also, a.k.a. Is Cupid is his Roman name. Yeah. yeah. See, Montel had somehow ended up with some of Eros's erotic powers. That's why women were... Uh, you know, mesmerized by him in this movie. Eh. Eros, he didn't notice this happening because he was busy smoking a lot of pot and helping 
Michael Land and R.D. Cornfield to plan a festival of peace and love called Woodstock, because this movie takes place in 1968, everybody. So they're planning Woodstock. Side question. Yes, George. Did you say the character's name is Cornfield? Yeah, he's one of the people that, that put together the festival. Corn. Is that real? Yeah. Cornfield. Wait, so... Michael a Land. guy named Cornfeld or Cornfield and another guy <laughs> named Michael Land yes, literally true. created Woodstock, which was held on a piece of land yep. that was a cornfield. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? No. George. <laughs> I have a list on my phone of people with super appropriate last names. They both just made it now. <laughs> so by the time Eero sobered up from this planning... And he noticed Uh what Montel was up to. He was furious and he came for him just as the police caught him at the end of the movie. So he took him to to Olympus and he wanted (laughs) revenge for him using some of his powers. Uh Uh-huh. And Eros did ask him why he smelled of worms and candy wrappers. That's why I kept saying that. But I didn't say it enough to (laughs) make this funny. (laughs) Never mind. No, I I think it worked. (laughs) We brought in the the candy wrappers uh, in my version (laughs) to a Jack Elam, so it's good. So, uh... But before Montel could answer, Zeus appeared in a flash of clouds and thunder. That's correct, right, George? All right. Yes. He tells Eros that he's been spending far too much time with the hippies and the peace and love on Earth. And he soon could stink of worms and candy wrappers. Thus, uh, (laughs) Zeus tells him that he gave Montel some of his powers to teach him a lesson. And he says that he and Eros, Montel and Eros, they're going to go to Earth and have a contest to see who could win the powers of Eros back. Whoever can show um, that you can spread the most love and have the most consensual sexual relations with others shall win the power of heroes. <laughs> See how I that did that? fucking rules that our guy. <laughs> yeah. Thus, through the magic of the gods, Zeus sends them a little bit into the future to the Woodstock Festival. And as you know, Woodstock ended up being muddy and rainy and overcrowded. And, you know, nobody notices that Montel smells of worms and candy wrappers, thus making it an even Wait, playing um, field for the two of them. I thought it was only the uh, the uh, the 1990s version that was muddy. Oh no, the old one was muddy was too, it? George. It really was. Okay, sorry, I, I should have interrupted you that way. <laughs> Damn it! So, Eros didn't have his powers of uh, you know sexual love and arousal that he had and beauty, and thus he had to try to be a cool hippie and talk about how cool the Ravi Shankar set was. But once Eros heard about the brown acid being bad, he had a plan. He noticed that Joe Cocker looked very much like Zeus. So Eros asked Joe Cocker to dress up as Zeus in a toga, which Joe does because he's very high. And they walk up to Montel, who was spying creepily on some girls who were watching Country Joe and the Fish. And Joe Cocker Zeus held out the brown acid and said what Eros had told him to say. He says, the contest is over. Whosoever grabs the very good, not bad at all, acid from my hands and eat it, eats it first shall have the powers of Eros. So Montel knocks Eros into a muddy puddle. <laughs> he eats the acid. Nice. And uh, thus, Eros simply hung with some hippie chicks and talked about how great the Jefferson airplane was and had some nice cons- consensual sex. But Montel, tripping on acid, he went over to the livestock on Yazgar's farm, and he stared creepily at a bull he really wanted to have sex with. And wouldn't you know it, George, who likes to turn into animals? Uh, I mean, Zeus famously became a bull when he seduced... Zeus is in the... (laughs) Zeus had gone to Woodstock to check on them, but he too had taken some of the brown acid, so now 
Zeus, he turned into a bull, <laughs> and he saw Montel, and both being very high, they ended up having some consensual sex. So once Zeus sobered up, he quietly gave Eros his powers back and said, Verily, we will never speak of this again. Verily! Verily. Isn't that what he says? Very Stanley of you. And as for Montel, he was now afraid of sex again, more than ever. And the movie's nice. called Summer of Love After Death. That's, that's too long. That's actually a pretty good title. I like that one. Okay. I'm sorry I interrupted you. That was really funny. Well, I'll edit it out, George. No one will hear you interrupt me ever again. All right. Oh, that <laughs> sounds very threatening. And that's it. Uh, oh. That was a hard movie. I, that was uh, that was a little. I mean, well, you were making me feel like I wasn't do like you were. I was writing to you like, "There's not a lot to go here." You're like, "Oh, there's plenty." There wasn't. There, there, there really, was. the plot was paper thin, and like it was just random scenes of people having sex and him walking in like a creep. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was written by a serial uh, killer. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I would not be surprised. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah, you had something you forgot yeah. to say before we like get out of here. Uh-uh. Oh, I wanted to give everybody a Jack Weiss update. That's right. So, um, yeah, as we know, um, we, we've talked about this, the Jack Weiss trilogy we did. We're really interested in maybe making a quadrology if we can get a copy of Storyville. Again, if you have a copy of Storyville out there, folks, yeah, write to us. us. Um, Please. I was sick recently with nothing else on my hands to do. I, I spent a lot of time researching. Wow. Uh, we, we found out information about Jack Weiss. He is still among the living. Apparently. I think so. I can't tell. Yeah. Oh. I, I, th- I think he's alive still. Hmm. Um, uh, we found an interview with his daughter. I found some interviews with his daughter. Who's a well-known writer. You know, we have a website. Uh, oh, I'll post that interview on our blog. That's what we, that, yeah. Social media, George. Yeah, why not? Social like, media. Is that, is that weirdly stalking? Social I don't know. Media. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't say oh, where she do lives. It. It's just an interview on that's the internet. That's true. Yeah. Um, here's the part that's the most interesting is that um, there's a group called Severin Films yes. who's kind of made it their deal to like resurrect like this sort of filmmaking stuff. Shout out to Severin. And um, shout, shout out to Severin. I just recently, I just ordered, they're on their way. I ordered the DVDs, the Blu-rays of both Mardi Gras Massacre and they did a big sleazy two-pack of uh, Love Brings Roses – no, Death Brings Roses and um, Mardi Gras Massacre. Crypt of Dark Secrets. Oh, Crypt of Dark Secrets. But there is an actual Jack Weiss interview. Yeah, I want to see that. That is on. So we're going to do, Tim and I are going to watch this yeah. and we're going to do like a mini report on the Jack Weiss interview. Oh, I can't wait. And I'm confident with the information we were able to get from this interview that we will be able to find more about the illustrious master behind these films and maybe even, again, Mr. Weiss. If you're listening or any of your family members are listening, uh, I know we teased him, but we're actually really big fans. And we would love to speak with him or anybody who knows anything about this, uh, about these movies that are like now the high points of the SETI Bimco experience for me. Yes. Yeah. So you got to gotta tell us what we're going to watch next week. So unfortunately next week I'm going to be away on, uh, on personal affairs. So we will be having a guest host to be announced. Chances are it's going to be starting with a K ending with an O, but we don't know. Maybe it could be uh, somebody different this time. Who knows? Next week, mystery movie, mystery movie. Mystery maybe movie. social media will say in advance. Maybe it won't. Who knows how these things happen? Maybe the world will be hit by an asteroid before then. No. Um, all right. 
So like us, like us, love us, uh, SETI underscore BIMCO and Instagram. And we have a website, which is just called SETI BIMCO Part 2 The Revenge website. You can listen to all our episodes there and look at some of our social media on our blog there, which I'll try to decide if people like to Yeah, we're going to start. Okay. We'll start putting stuff up there maybe, probably. <laughs> See how it works. All right. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're doing? Right. To, do we get any mail this week? I was, uh, let me open. Uh, it's all clogged up. Clogged up. Clogged up. I guess nobody found the secret password that I had put in <laughs> in order to get web, the free the O'Connor. No, the, remember there was an oh, episode we right. did where, yes. like, if they nobody's that, written in. Has that episode gone live week, yet? Though, though maybe it hasn't. So we got to give us some lead time. Oh, so okay. I didn't realize that. All right. Is that it? All right. That's it. Okay. I talk to you later. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Equals to movies like, and then we'll just. Yeah. We don't. It's such a short. How about this? Do you want to say it? We create. Yeah. We create revenge sequels for movies that never had them. Movies like. Creature from Black Lake. Hercules in New York. The Chappas. White Christmas. Psychotronic Man. Critters. Return to Pocket Creek. Killer Clouds from Outer Space. Rotor. Uh, I read a book. I love that you're going with ones that are so fucking obscure. <laughs> I'm like, Mac and me. <laughs> that's good. Crypt right. of Dark Secrets. Yeah, that's more than I'll be able to fit in. Uh, Hi, honey, I'm home. No, don't you dare. What happened over there?